I got to thinking what it'd be like if beginning next Sunday that people in America and around the world drove by churches and there would be as many people in the parking lot, many cars in the parking lot of the churches around America as they're going to be in the parking lots today. I wonder if revival wouldn't break out in some old country towns. They'd wonder what in the world's going on down there at the church. But you know, next week it'll be different. Last week it was different. But what would it be like if the church, the people of God, saw the importance of the Sabbath day? My message today is entitled, Remember the Sabbath Days. They come 52 times a year. They come once a week, wherever you live in the world. We have an opportunity on the Sabbath to do what God has told us to do. And I want to point our attention to that today. Because when revival comes, it will come through the churches. We are the body of Christ. We didn't choose to be the body. He chose us to be the body. But he knows in going against Satan, we are up against a powerful force. We have to be strong in the power of his might. As we get together and bring all of our spiritual gifts together, not just once a year, but once a week, we have an opportunity to get ourselves right with God, to re-equip ourselves to go back on the battlefield for the next six days and then come back and worship him and prepare ourselves for the next day and the next week. We have the Palm Sunday. We have the empty cross, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. All of this centered around that which the Bible teaches us as we go back to the very beginning. I want you to listen to this. This is Genesis chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had made. And now listen. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from his work which God created and made. From the beginning of the writing of the scripture, God calls attention to the importance of the Sabbath to those in heaven, to the deity, and to those of us on earth. As it begins in Genesis, it goes throughout the Scripture, as I'm going to try to show you this morning. The Lord gave his people, Israel, a covenant. He said to those people, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to walk with you through the week. I'm going to be with you when you worship. I am going to guide you and provide for you and protect you. And I'm going to try to complete what I created when I made you. And I am going to lead you, but in leading you, there are some things that you're going to have to do. And one of those things clearly taught in the scripture is to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The way you keep the Sabbath day holy is not to take a nap or to enjoy yourself, but it is to refresh yourself to go back on the battlefield on Monday to go against the enemy. 
and to deal with him, knowing how strong he is, the enemy, but knowing that he that's in us is greater than he that is in the world. In the Old and the New Testament, we are taught that the Sabbath day is a different day from all other days of the week. Those that ignore the Lord on six days of the week really are not expected to be at church on the seventh day of the week. That's not their world. They do not know the importance of the Sabbath. They do not know the importance of a refreshing experience once a week with God. They don't know that. So why would you expect them to come? Well, without answering that question, let me move it over. But why wouldn't you expect those that are his kids to come? What shall I render unto the Lord, the scripture says, for all of his benefits towards me? Think with me for just a moment what it's like on Wednesday in your life, if you're like most of us. I mean, some of you say by Monday noon, my wheels are coming off, but by Wednesday and then Friday, and oh my goodness, things are beginning to come unraveled. Business isn't going like it should. You got some bad news. The doctor didn't give you a good report. You ran out of money. I mean, you go on and on and on and on and on. But on the first day of every week, what if you had an opportunity to get it back right again? What if you had an opportunity once every seven days? Because in one day, two days, three days, four days, five days, we can drift and drift and drift and drift and get further away from God's will for our life. But here's the problem. A lot of people will drift for 52 Sundays and then come. That's a long time. I mean, you're going to have to really have a miracle if you get everything right that you messed up in all last year. But you know something? If you're faithful to come once a week, you have an opportunity to take your burden to the Lord and lead them there. If I were to ask you right now, and I'm not going to do this, so please don't get up and walk out, to write down all the sins in your life that you committed this week that you need to deal with today, you could probably make out a pretty good list. But if you waited 52 weeks, it's going to be hard because there's too much of it, isn't there? You see, the Sabbath day, is for us. It is also for him, but it's also for us. It's our refreshment day. It's like three meals a day when we can have breakfast and lunch and dinner and we can have refreshing meals throughout the day. But the same thing is true in our spiritual life as we fight against the powers of darkness and we're knocked down and we're hurt and all kinds of things are going on. And the Sabbath passes. We don't worship, we don't pray, we don't study the scripture, we don't come in and bring our burdens to the Lord, we don't come in fellowship with one another because, you know, for all of us today, there's some things that we want to get right today that happened even last week. And there are those that are here that can help. We can help one another in that. We had an experience this morning of one of our wonderful people just got that wonderful report after fighting a terrible cancer, and I saw the photograph, it's gone, it's gone. But you know, there was another one standing there that's just been diagnosed with that same possible, possible problem. And some of you the same way, some of us possibly. But here's the point I'm trying to make. It's the Sabbath day, not just Easter Sunday, but every Sunday is a day 
to celebrate with great anticipation and joy. It's a time to be made whole again, to be made clean. The Bible says, bring your burdens to the Lord. I will take your sins. I will clean them, wash them white as snow. I will pick you up out of the sinking sand. I'll put you back on a solid rock and you can follow me. And you know what? For those of you that are older and you've been through a lot of Easter's, we know that every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every year with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every Easter is better because more and more you see if you're really observing Easter. And if, by the way, it's not just for Sunday morning. It's all day. But if you take that moment and say, this is my checkup. You're having a spiritual checkup and it's absolutely free by the great physician. And you know what? If he says you're sick, he said, I can make you well. He says, if you are dying, I can bring you life. I can lead you if you will give me a chance to do that. But the one thing that we're in the danger of losing is the Sabbath day. How many of you can remember when there was no Little League baseball, there was no things that schools were doing to compete with the Sabbath? Never, never in the Pasadena school districts years ago. No siree. Why? Because the city knew there was a Sabbath day that the city respected for the followers of Jesus Christ. But we have reversed that now, and it's like every other day. We can't blame the world. We can blame ourselves. We have become negligent, complacent. We're wanting, my name is Jimmy, what you going to give me? Now, when I need a raise, I'll go to church. When I need to get well, I'll go to church. When I need something, I'll go. When I get well, I'm not coming back. Oh, maybe Easter, but not any other time. But yet the Bible goes over and over and over to tell us. Matter of fact, Old Testament, listen to this. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, 2 Kings, 2 Chronicles, Nehemiah, Psalms, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Hosea, and Amos. All of those books talk about the Sabbath. That's the Old Testament, New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Colossians, Hebrews, Revelation, all talk about the Sabbath from beginning to end. Sabbath day, Sabbath day, Sabbath day, Sabbath day. Remember it, keep it holy, use it for your good and for God's glory. That's what this is all about. Easter just happened to be the pinnacle. Jesus is risen. That reminds us he's still alive. He's still on the throne. He still can change darkness into light and sickness into health and poverty into bountiful blessings. But it falls on our shoulders. You see, when we come on Sunday, Bible study throughout our buildings all during the morning, wonderful places for children, places for students, places for fellowship, places for worship, the joy to listen to the beautiful music that we listen to today and every Sunday. That's what the Sabbath is. It is a time to be still and know that he is God. It was never intended for the Sabbath to be just of itself a holy day. It was intended to be a time for those of us that are the children of God to get our rest and to get our instructions and get our strength and take off our burden and go on with God. Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3, God rested from his work. 
Now, the favorite scripture is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That's a great scripture. Of course, a lot of my golfing friends misinterpret this. They say, remember, this is Sabbath day and I'm going to go play 18 holes. That's not the kind of holy that is, all right? Okay, I'm not putting you down. I'm a golfer, okay? Everything is cool. The Apostle Paul was a golfer. He said he fought a good fight and he finished the course. That, that, that is typical of the guys I play golf with, all right? But you know what? There is a time. There is a time to worship and come in the presence of a holy God and know that that God, he's still pure. We're the ones having the problem. And he knows how to solve our problem. We will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get our problem solved by others. We will enlist people to do everything that we feel like we need. I'm not putting that down unless you neglect the one called Jesus. This is his day. This is our day to keep it holy. It is here to bless us in order that we can bless him. Every Sunday, every Sabbath, if your Sabbath is Saturday, that's fine. I have no argument. But let me tell you, this, what day your Sabbath is, is a day that we are to remind ourselves that Jesus is Lord. And he is able to handle the biggest mess you ever saw or created. And he wants to do it. And he doesn't want to do it just once a year. His suggestion is, upon the first day of the week, come and worship me on the Sabbath. In Deuteronomy 5, 12, the Bible says, keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it as the Lord your God has commanded you. We sanctify the Sabbath by doing one simple thing. Number one, and I'm just going to stick with this one. We bring our burdens to the Lord, our sins to the Lord, our problems to the Lord, our weaknesses to the Lord, and we leave them there. And when we pray, we're reminded as God speaks back to us, I will give you strength. I will give you boldness. I will give you provisions. I will give you love. I will give you help. I will give you direction. I will give you guidance. I will help you carry that burden. And we can say, Lord, thank you. And I look forward to next Sunday when once again we'll go through this. Because every single day we have a battle going on in our lives. Every single day we make mistakes because of our weakness. But on the Sabbath day, we can remind ourselves that Jesus takes over where we can't go any longer. When others say it's over, you're through, you're finished, you're not going to make it. We can say that'll be determined by the Lord because I'm following him. Jesus confirmed in the New Testament, what he taught in the Old Testament. He didn't contradict. He just carried it on out. I want to encourage you today to make this message very personal to you. Every one of us are different. Every one of us had a different last week than the other. And the same will be true this week. 
But it doesn't matter what we have been through or what we're going through. God is going to be with us if we invite him. In your prayer time on the Sabbath, make sure that you take time to ask God to lead you in the decisions you'll make. Even at the end of this service, when we'll give you a chance to make a decision, would you just say, dear God, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. I want you in my life. We're so confused. Our actions show we're confused. But yet the Lord says, I'll be with you. Let me ask you a question. If you were out driving and got lost, and you knew you were lost, you knew you didn't have any idea where you're going, do you just drive further and say, I'm just going to speed up, and I know I'll find it? I think what most of us would do is we would stop and find out how to get on the right road if we knew where we're going. Now, if you don't know where you're going, that's another problem. We won't talk about that. You can call me at the church. I'll be glad to talk to you personally. But here's the thing. God was a genius in everything, but he was really a genius when he set up the Sabbath. I don't know if one of us can go more than seven days, and I'm not sure we can go seven. But I do know this. God's got a sense of humor. I've looked in the mirror. God loves us unconditionally. He doesn't argue with a fool. We can take the word of God and argue with it. And the Bible says a fool says in his heart, there's no God. The Bible says a fool says that the Sabbath day is not for me. But you say, well, I don't know, but that's just the way I am. That's just the way I was made. That's right. That's the reason you need to get saved by grace. That's the reason you need to be washed in the blood of the lamb. That's the reason you need to put the past where it be forgiven and forgotten and let this be the first Sabbath of the rest of your life with a commitment to say, I am going to gather in the house of the Lord. The scripture is so clear. Exodus 20, verse 8, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. In the 10th verse, the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Exodus 31, 14, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Do you get that? This is for us as well as for him. This is our moment. This is for us to be able to look at Satan and say, get lost. I have found my way home and all powers given to me in heaven and in earth by my Lord and my Savior, King of kings and Lord of the building is God's house of worship. This is his building. This was built with God's money that he flowed through God's people who did not pay one penny's interest to the world. That's the kind of God we have. He wants to provide us with a real special life. Each of us different, but each of us to honor the Lord. This is our house of worship. All of us know that when Paul spoke, good things happen. We also know that Paul was a wrecked life in his early years. 
He murdered Christians. He was present in so many horrible things, but one day God changed his life. From that moment, throughout everything he wrote, it always came back to Jesus giving him victory over everything in his life. In the early church, the Word of God was spoke. People brought gifts to the Lord. They prayed earnestly for themselves, and they prayed for others. They studied to show their self-approved unto God, workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. The Sabbath can be defiled in the church house. But we will not let that happen. We will make sure that when we get together, that everything we do brings glory to Him. Today, as we go to whatever God has planned, I hope we'll have some extra time today to read our Bible, maybe some extra time to pray, maybe some extra time to just be still and know that He's God and clearly understand what God's plan is for our life. But we must be willing to understand that God calls us into special service. God saves us. God equips us. God leads us to business connections, to doctors, to medications, to people, to a church home, to the right kind of friends. But it's a Sabbath day when we can all get together and bring whatever we have here, the positive and the negative. We can minister to some while others are ministering to us. And when the day is over, we will go our way rejoicing in the Lord. As we give our praise, our prayer, our talents, our substance, our very life, when God's children get together, there's one thing we can all know for sure, that Jesus will be there. Jesus is here. He is here.